This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Go 24-7 podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Billy Embody. With me is Sonny Ship. We just finished up previewing the offensive side of the ball for spring ball. And now for the Tigers, we turn our attention to the defensive side of the ball, which really saw wholesale changes on the defensive staff, save for Corey Raymond, new defensive coordinator Durante Jones takes over along with linebackers coach Blake Baker and Andre Carter, the new defensive line coach. And we are going to talk about Andre Carter's group because this is another group coming off of our preview of the offensive line that returns every starter out of the group. And from what we've been hearing and what we saw, I think this group out of anyone or out of any group on the on the Tigers, I think they have really from top to bottom the potential to be the best. I really do. And I don't know how you feel, Sonny, but Andre Anthony, Ali Gay, uh, BJ Ojalary, uh, Glenn Logan, Neil Farrell, Jaqueline Roy, Jacoby and Guillory, not to mention guys like Mason Smith and Savion Jones and these 2021 signees coming in uh, and, and just a lot of talent out there for Andre Carter to take and mold alongside Ed Ogeron. Uh, and this could be the group that really sets the tone for how this defense performs in 2021. Yeah, I, I agree. And not only do not only do they have all their starters back and, and people who play, you know, uh, and most of who played, but when you go back and when you look at it, really the only person that they lost was uh, Apu Ika when he hit the transfer portal and went to Baylor. Outside, you know, outside of that, and then of course, Travez Moore got a little play in time. He's now um, at Arizona State, but you know. Everyone else is back, and that's that's a lot. That's a lot to work with, uh, you know. And, and when you go through and when you look at the defensive end and the defensive tackle, especially the defensive tackle position, LSU is deeper is deeper there than uh, than Ed Orgeron has ever been, uh, really, since he has even been the defensive line coach at LSU. And so, he and Andre Carter just have a lot to work with. And, you know, I touched this on the offensive line, and it applies here on the defensive line. If Glenn Logan and Neil Farrell, if they take returning for their senior year and this is their opportunity to, to make a splash to be able to play football uh, on Sundays after this season, then it's now or never. It's time to – it's time to – you know, whether it's the Jenny Craig, the P90X, I don't know what it is, the beach body on demand, but it is time to get in shape. It's time to get in shape. It's time to slim up. Both of them need to drop about 35 or 40 pounds, in my opinion, to be able to get that quickness to play on the, to play on the interior uh, and to be those difference makers that they were coming out of high school. And if they do that, you know, if Neil Farrell gets back to that, that form he had in 2019 when he led LSU's defensive lineman in sacks that year, you know, if Glenn Logan can, 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 can get, 
things together and really, really start to, uh, you know, live up to the potential he had coming out extra hand. And LSU's defensive line can be an absolute force in 2021. You know, it all boils down to how, you know, to the work that they put in, obviously in the early part of the offseason, but more important than that, you know, this spring and then it's then this summer because, you know, both of them, both of them, if they don't get their act together, then they're going to be passed up because just Quaylen Roy put everybody on notice last year when he read the light really started to come on over the second half of the season. And, uh, and, and he's going to be an absolute beast. Jacoby and Guillory had injury problems last year, but that guy's going to be a beast too. And then we've already heard about the splash that Mason Smith has made since he's gotten on campus in January. So those youngsters are going to really push those older guys or they're going to push those older guys to the side. I don't, I don't even know if we need to record the rest of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, look, I, I think you nailed it. And for for me, I look at B.J. Ojolari. Can he challenge Andre Anthony and take that spot? Uh, Ali Gay, uh, he can he take another step forward? Remember how down people were on taking Ali Gay? He was such a great surprise for Ed Ogeron and this team in 2020. Uh, then Jaquelin Roy. I think he's one of my guys that I, I think you've got to watch him as far as breaking out. Jacoby and Guillory is the one that you mentioned there, and he's disruptive when he's healthy and he battled injuries all last year, only played in one game, and it was against Alabama, and he got nicked up you know, right there. And if he's healthy, if he's ready to go, I mean, you got to think, you know, a Glenn Logan is, is really – going to be pushed by him because he is so strong at the point of attack he's got some underrated athleticism he can really flip his hips uh the power lifting the the shot put i mean he's what you look for he was so dominant i remember that week at all american bowl uh that he shot up uh, way up into the top 100 because of that and you know that's the type of guy that i think when healthy that's his that's his potential that's who he can be and I do think there are spots up for grabs on this defensive line. I mean, if if the younger guys have the type of spring that they have, it could set the tone for two new starters. Uh, I think at most, probably week one against UCLA. But the the thing, and that you nailed it very very well, uh, Sonny, is the defensive line under Ed Ogeron, and especially some of those early classes and the ones uh, early in his, I think his first class when he was head coach there were some defensive linemen that you kind of by the by the time they left you were kind of scratching your head and saying why were they why were they there in the first place i mean no disrespect to them but uh you know you, you, i think the class of like da- davin cotton and nelson jenkins and, and things were really um you know things were really questionable you know in terms of depth on that defensive line and now it's just so night and day. They're they're taking more guys, and they're they're taking athletic uh, defensive linemen, and they're taking guys with length. I think you know Bryce Langston, if he can get into school and and you know get here in June, you know he's going to be one that that is going to be able to maybe push for a little bit of playing time, kind of like Jaquelin Roy did as a freshman. Then you have those Savion Jones and Landon Jackson is here, but you know he's still coming back from an injury, but. All indications are, you know, he the, the light will eventually come on for him uh, just when he gets back um, and and ready and 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 at full health. Then you've got some size like Eric Taylor in the 2020 class, and you still have some of the longer guys like, 
you know, Desmond, Desmond Little, kind of an underrated last ad. Uh, if he can put it off, put it all together off the edge, they just have so much more depth. I'm interested to see who takes whose job. It's a clean slate under Andre Carter. Uh, Ed Ogeron is obviously there and knows a lot of these guys, but I just feel like Andre Carter is going to demand so much competitiveness, so much uh, effort and energy and, and high motor guys uh, that who knows, who knows what uh, this defensive line could look like entering spring with the four returning starters versus what it looks like when they cap their regular season next year. Yeah. And, and hitting on that, hitting, hitting on the, the young guys pushing the older guys at the, at the defensive tackle position, you know, I think we're going to see that also at the defensive end position. Once, once you get land, once Landon Jones gets fully healthy, you got Savion Jones coming in uh, this summer. Gonna be interesting to see what Xavier Carter, uh, you know, where he finally ends up at, what he, what his body grows into, and kind of will dictate where he plays at. But man, I tell you what, everybody talks about BJ Ojolari, and for good reason. I mean, he had four backs last year as a true freshman. But man, the guy that I am so and and Ali Gay too. You know, he's another one that everybody talks about. Man, the guy that I am so pumped about seeing is Andre Anthony. I'm anxious to see if he takes how he played last year where he led the team with five and a half sacks. If he takes that up another notch, you know, does he, does he log nine and a half, 10 and a half sacks this year? Because when you look at everything that that kid's overcome, you know, he was a guy that couldn't play as a true freshman because the NCAA absolutely, um, absolutely screwed him big time by, uh, you know, and he's a guy who always made good grades, but because he transferred from one school, uh, from, I think it was, oh man, I can't think of the school that he transferred from now, but it closed down. So the NCAA couldn't verify his records from a fresh, from his freshman year, one after he got over to Edna Carr. And so that's why he had to sit out that year. And it turned out that that's good for LSU because it allowed him to get bigger. It allowed him to get stronger, but then just the leader that he's becoming on the field, off the field. I mean, that's just one of those feel good stories that you really don't, you know, that, that people don't really talk about enough in my opinion. And if he continues to, to kick that game up another couple of notches, uh, I think he really has a chance to play his way into being a, uh, into being a nice draft pick next year. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll fill you in. Miller McCoy was a Miller school. McCoy. That's it. That's it. <laughs> the only reason, yeah. the only reason why yeah. I know that is, is that that whole controversy thing was in full swing right when I got down to Baton okay. Rouge, start yeah. covering LSU. So it was, it's ingrained yeah. in, in my memory, Miller McCoy. And see, I was trying, I was thinking McDonald uh, and, and, and I was thinking an M, but for some reason, McDonald 35 yep. was coming off my tongue. I was like, okay, McDonald 35. They ain't, ain't, there would be, there would, there would, there would be all kind of anarchy if they tried to close McDonald 35 <laughs> in new Orleans, but yeah, yeah. Miller McCoy, yes. because there's, yeah, that's it. Thank you for that. Dude. Yep. You don't make me, you make me feel like You're my welcome. dementia is really not as bad as I think it could be. <laughs> no, no, don't worry about it. Hey, with with as many players as you've watched through the years, Sonny, you know, I mean, they all just start running together eventually, right? I'll probably never mention Miller McCoy again after this. That will probably be the last time it's e- in our career. <laughs> It's easier that way. Yeah, Andre Anthony, such a good guy to sit down and talk with, too, whenever we get media opportunities with him. Uh, You can tell he really cares. He loves being at LSU uh, and had a really nice season last year uh, for the Tigers with, 
you know, five and a half uh, tackles for loss on the year and uh, five and a half sacks as well. So can he build off of that? If he does, I'm with you. I think he could end up being a really, you know, underrated surprise from this group. He's obviously a starter coming back, but maybe he parlays that into a nice little NFL career. Uh, who will end on this? Who's your your one player that you've got to see a big spring from out of this group? You know, I, I think a guy, I think a guy that you that you look at and you say, okay, it, it's kind of now or never for him. Uh, you know, Sony Fanu is a guy for me that you look at and you say, okay, if he doesn't have a, you know, if he doesn't work his way up the depth chart to where he starts getting more playing time, is he a guy that you could potentially see in the transfer portal after this year? And while it's nice to have all the depth that LSU that LSU has on the defensive line, we have to remember that a lot of it is unproven. You know, especially at the defensive end position, because we're already, you know, we're already looking at these guys and uh, like a Landon Jackson, like a Savion Jones. Well, we know how hard it is to come in and play as a true freshman. And so Sonny Fanu is a guy for me that when I was we were going through and we were looking at the and looking at the defensive line depth. You know, you want to make sure that you get everyone listed, that you're looking at everyone. And he was a guy that when I got to him, I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. He's still there. And whenever, you know, whenever that crosses your mind or, or whenever you kind of look at that, you know, then you go back and then you look at it, you say, okay, you know, this guy, this guy has, you know, he came to LSU to play football. He's not really playing a whole lot of football. And so, you know, how, how long will he, how long will he go that route? You know, how long will he, um, you know, will he look at it from the situation of of not doing what so many of these kids do when thing when they aren't getting a lot of playing time, when things aren't going as, as well as they would like, and they do, you know, and they do what seems to be the, you know, the catchy thing now, which is, okay, well, I'm just going to bolt. I'm just going to go somewhere else. Another guy is Joseph Evans. And it's because where does Joseph Evans, where does he play at? You know, we saw him play on the defensive line last year. We saw him do some, we saw him do some nice things. Um, he never really, you know, he never really exploded onto the scene or anything, but he was a guy that Ed Orgeron just talked up so much, talked up so much as an offensive lineman, talked up so much as a defensive lineman. Well, now all of a sudden, you know, you've got Logan Farrell back. You've got Roy, who really, you know, who I think is just primed to have a, a just a breakout season. You've got Mason Smith coming in. You got Jacoby and Guillory coming in. You got Eric Taylor also there too. You know, another six four, three hundred plus pounder on the interior of that defensive line. And so, you know, do they look at Joseph Evans as a guy that says, okay, we're not, you know, we're we're, we're not completely, uh, you know, completely satisfied with what we got out of Chase and Hines last year. So then let's look at some. You know, let's look at some other options on on, on the uh, on the interior of that offensive line. You know, so does Joseph Evans kind of continue to flip flop in their mind uh, the way that he, you know, the way that he has throughout the, uh, you know, really? I mean, he's only a sophomore entering this season, so I mean, still got a lot of football left to play in him. But those two guys are probably the ones that I look at that say, okay, you know, it's 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 time for them to, it's time for them to kind of make a mark. You know, not necessarily a big mark, but to make some sort of mark. Yeah, those are two really good picks. And if I had Shay on the podcast, I'm sure it'd be Jarrell Cherry 
uh, being talked up. Oh, but, I couldn't um, take that away from him. <laughs> but, you know, no, I hope I hope Jarrell puts it together. Obviously, he's one of those first guys off the bus uh, type of players. But I'm going to I'm going to pin it on one of the one of the starters, uh, Glenn Logan. You know, I, I think yeah. he, he's got a chance to to have a big year. He's talented. We know that uh, when he has it all together. And, you know, last year, I think like you, you kind of let off with in the pod, you know, COVID probably hurt him a little bit, you know, being in shape and all that stuff. I think if he can take his play to the next level, one, it shows how far he'll have developed to be able to hold off some of these younger guys who are trying to gun for his job and are certainly talented and and showed, you know, for the guys that are already on campus, showed that they could be you know, players that uh, could make an impact you know, in flashes. Can they do it, you know, even more now that they've been on the roster a year or two? So the, I think for me, Glenn Logan is some guy I've got circled. Uh, he wasn't disruptive enough last year when he played. Uh, did I don't think he registered a sack or a tackle for loss, but I, I'll have to double check on that. Um, so he he's got. Uh, I've so, got that for you, buddy. You know that he's. Uh, yeah, you got you got me on on stats, and I got you on schools. Um, <laughs> there you go. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but Logan Logan, the only two stops for a loss that he got last year came in the season finale against Ole Miss. There you go. Well, they could have used some stops in that game, so I'm glad for used, Logan. They could have used some stops for that, yeah. And then <laughs> yeah. um and then uh Neil I think Neil Neil Farrell finished with uh with one and a half sacks last year and um or actually no, I got it right now. Uh one sack last year. It came in the Ole Miss game. And then he was another one who did not have – he was not as disruptive, uh, definitely not as disruptive as he needed to be. Two and a half tackles for loss, one against A&M, and then one against Ole Miss. And so, yep. yeah, no, I, I'm with you. And I think those are two great picks right there. And, uh, you know, and for and for me, I think that, that those two guys – those two guys taking it serious from a conditioning standpoint, being leaders on and off the field – and then getting it done on the field are probably when you look at the biggest keys for LSU's defense in 2021, you know, I think those two will, you know, you could, you could arguably say, you know, how well LSU does in 2021 on defense could depend on those two guys. Yep. I completely agree. And we saw at times they were just, you know, there were misalignments all over the defensive line, resulted big plays. And we can rehash 2020, but we're we're looking ahead to 2021. So we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and at least think that they get a little bit better in that regard in 2021. A lot of talent on this defensive line. Uh, Sonny, thanks for previewing it. Everyone on the listening to the pod, thanks for listening. Hope everybody has a great start to the week. Spring ball is here. Stick with us on go247.com. Check out our work for just a buck for your first month when you take the monthly subscription so you could get plenty of spring practice coverage almost up until the spring game and then leave us a rating leave us a review and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to the podcast hope everyone has a great week and uh, spring ball is here so keep it locked on go 24 7 have a good one everyone okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 